John DeSauer. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Thursday morning, June 2nd, 2022, 6.08. Is that temperature right? 46 degrees right now? It's nice out. 46. I got that long sleeve shirt on today. Nice. I've went short sleeves, and you're going to be very proud of this. I thought, do I put a jacket on? And then I also thought, no, Jack Mitchell always just says, you're only going to your car and then coming to work. Listen, it's only a couple minutes. You the, don't need the, a jacket. The, the, I mean, I, I I believe that position. I believe that position in most of winter. Your uh, vehicle is also in your garage. Okay. Fine. Yes, I live a very luxurious lifestyle. Thanks for pointing that out again. <laughs> but yes, the... the, the it's 12 car The garage. use of clothing yourself for, uh, you know, for those of us who have very short times of being outside is always <laughs> something that is confusing to me. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it's not that bad. I mean, no, it's, it, it's, it's, it's uh, nice out and... Uh, imagine hey. what it was like for that Roman chariot driver that uh, if he was out in 46 degree weather shirtless and, <laughs> can you imagine how chilly he'd be i think we could tell <laughs> nope not going there uh but yeah yeah we, we uh I, I said this yesterday but boy still looking at the uh extended forecast uh we are man we got a we got a streak of 70s coming up here yep. starting on sunday so now we get our i mean i just the 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 winter spring 2022 has been one yeah i know it's nebraska it's always weird but it's been weird because you didn't really have winter like we know it and then you didn't really have like the pleasant part of spring during actual spring and now we're getting spring when we're in meteorological summer here at this point it's everything everything is all mixed and matched but nonetheless i think it'll probably be pretty nice for us uh, over the course of the next several days got a good show for you today generation collaboration season two rolls on today at stake in addition to the bragging rights for your generation boomers gen x millennial gen z uh are a variety of uh, tickets that we've got. We've got Lincoln Salt Dogs baseball tickets, four packs. We got a uh, bunch of those. Are they just to uh, specific games? No, these are to any. But to any? If, but if you are going to go to a game, guys, you got to go June eleventh. Not oh, this Saturday, yeah. next Saturday. It's going to be KLIN night. Caleb's throwing out the first pitch. Going to try. Caleb is. I've already done it once in my life, so I. Uh, I told Caleb I thought he should do it, and I've heard a lot about his baseball prowess, and so yeah. Well, he is do a I college th- athlete. I yeah, used to former be. college athlete. Former. Do I uh, do I throw a breaking ball? <laughs> yeah, the, the, I want to see that. Put a, put some real put some real curve on it. Get, get that twelve great. six going. I would love to see that. Just cross up the catcher, <laughs> the ceremonial catcher. That'd be amazing. Uh, so yeah, you can but you can use it whatever night. But that'd be a great time to to use it if you'd we're like gonna to. Be we're going to be out there. there, and we're going to be hanging out and 
Uh, or I think we still have ra- uh, wrestling tickets too, don't we? Yeah, all of our winners last week passed on it, so it's still available. <laughs> w- yeah. I mean, it's WWE Raw. What, do you, what, do we, not, what are we not doing to, here? Like, talk up the prize really well. No, yeah, I, no, this listen, is this is yeah, a good one, guys. Good and they're digital tickets. You don't even have to is come. That two tickets to that. Up. Yep, pair of tickets right. to uh, Monday Night so can, Raw. That's June twentieth at so Pinnacle Bank choose, Arena. You can choose which you want as long as they're both available. So we've got that today. Uh, we got Grow Lincoln, Robin and Dave are going to join us today. We got Greg Sharp. We'll talk a little bit about uh, what the summer's going to look like for Nebraska football and uh, some of the Nebraska basketball news, men and women's side, kind of personnel wise that that we've got on both of those. So we can get well, into football's all that. got a got a quartet of camps this month. I know that are going to be yeah. open to fans. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll get into that with Greg uh, at eight thirty five. Today, guys, I saw I saw this uh, story from the AP during the overnight hours, um, and and perhaps the you know we uh, you guys had heard about this prior, but I I hadn't uh, a little bit more on this crash on Sunday night in Lincoln. We know a little bit more about what was going on with the the driver who survived uh, the eighteen year old Omaha man. He was driving the the Ford Taurus. Um, we now know, according to police, that he had tested positive for marijuana, did not test positive for alcohol. Uh, so tested positive for marijuana, still hadn't been ticketed as of yesterday. But if you uh, look at the crash report, you can see that they say he was speeding over the 40 mile an hour speed limit. Some of the eyewitnesses suggested that it was significantly higher than the 40 mile an hour speed limit. Um and the the crash report says he was going through a yellow light on O Street um, before that crash. So it gives you a little bit more of an idea, Mark, of what was happening there. And, and probably most of us listening have been at that intersection and taken a left turn at that intersection there. And again, you're talking about O Street up there on, uh, what's it, 52nd? 52nd. 52nd. And so if you're you're going eastbound, you're taking a left. Um, so you'd have Barnes & Noble immediately to your left if you're the left-turning car. The old fresh time would be uh, a little bit to your, uh, let's see, north, north uh, east there. And and probably what's happening is the you, you, they, somebody makes that turn um, uh, when the when the light is yellow. Blinking yellow at that point, and on the other side, uh, you, or, or assumes perhaps that that car is going to stop because it. That, that, I mean that that is one of the to me that's one of the the more scary parts of uh, potential accident situations that I see here in Lincoln, and that is when you're making a left turn and you're not sure whether or not the person going in the other direction is is going to try and hammer it before the light turns red or go through a yellow light and so you kind of wait wait and see wait and see but you don't want to wait too long because you're gonna have a green light for traffic going the other direction at that point so that sounds mark kind of like uh, that that was a little bit more information on what happened exactly there yep that's uh and you know and who knows what what if any charges will ultimately be made uh there's there's a lot that has to go through uh this uh, crash scene uh investigation before any uh charges be you know if they determine that he was speeding uh i would imagine that would be a ticket offense yeah. but I, I don't know what uh where it caused the, the deaths of two people 
whether that would be something like mm-hmm. vehicular homicide yeah. or, or whatever. So there's those more. Could be, those could be on the table, absolutely. Those and are then, the types of things that we'll, we'll and, have to wait to hear. And then how the, the you know, testing positive for marijuana fits in. And, and um, to be honest, I don't even know, you know, obviously you talk about DUI and alcohol limits, how that... Uh, exactly how that's uh, translated to a marijuana situation, yeah, and and it would be a what driving un, uh, driving impaired, yeah, I believe, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, uh, uh, of the uh, twenty people who were hurt, only two of them remain hospitalized at this point. One in serious condition, and one in fair condition. Um, and so that that is the update there. You know, it was it was interesting because we had our we had our KLIN poll of the week up and asking what people thought the best way to sort of uh, make O Street safer, um, and I suppose you could probably translate this to other streets within the city, uh, but we gave some choices uh, about more of a police presence, having anti-cruising laws. Um, what else was on an option? The on other there? two were adjusting light patterns and reducing the speed limit. Reducing the speed limit, and it looks like what the police presence is. Police is the presence, one. sixty percent right now. But I, I mentioned that again because you you asked a question that I thought was an interesting one yesterday, and that was about cameras. Yeah, I was like, I, I because I don't know, I did not know the question, so I asked, does Lincoln use? The traffic cameras. Red light cameras or speed monitored by cameras mm-hmm. or any of those things. The answer, is, the answer is no. Now, I remember, maybe some of you all remember this as well. There was one one year and almost a decade ago, probably maybe not quite a decade ago, but I, I believe Mayor Beitler at the time said that he wanted to start using, I believe it was red light cameras, essentially uh, busting people for running red lights mm-hmm. or very stale yellow lights i would assume that got some that got some blowback that never and it was kind of abandoned mm-hmm. at that point y- you do wonder if that <laughs> if that would have some potential of of curbing things here i don't know and, and i don't know what state law even allows for for some of those things as well but boy you go to i mean mark you can attest to this you if you're in arizona um and yeah. and i'm sure some other states as well like my my uh my my mom used to go down to Arizona in the winters and she she probably doesn't want me saying this but she you would just get a notification that uh, one of the cameras caught you doing something and you yep. don't even remember doing it yeah yeah i've i've uh i haven't experienced those although some family members my sister uh had had one and she didn't remember and very 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 clear pictures by the way yeah mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely um, and and but I, I believe in some state that had them was challenged as far as the constitutionality because there was something about a policeman has to see you or have proof and and this was not a uh, some situation. of the criminal requirements of the constitution yeah. essentially yeah. so. Well, Anyway, I, but, but if, if I, I don't know if are, I don't know where people are on that. I don't, I'm not necessarily saying that's that's it's a good thing, but I just remember it had been talked about yeah. here a bit, and it kind of went away completely after after a few years when Mayor Peitler had brought it up. So. If, if the answer that a lot of people believe is the answer is an increased police presence, and you don't have the physical number of people to do that, the other answer to that is placing cameras where police can't be at all times. Right. Right. I'm not saying that that I would want that. I, I'm certain that I would end up with more tickets than I do now. Yeah, 
but I, it's not. I mean, if, if it's one where we're searching for solutions for something that has become a, uh, I think a lot of people would agree, a, an issue and a problem in Lincoln. I'm, well, I'm surprised it isn't getting a little bit of discussion right now. What we're really looking for, though, is is punishment of of these types of situations because people that are going to break the law are going to break the law, whether it's a camera, a speed That's limit. True. Right. Oh, That's yeah. true. Is, uh, it, is how much is it going to really yeah. dissuade people and, if the, if they're willing to do it and be at risk of having a live police officer right catch so, them? Doing I mean, it. it it does become That's a fair deter- question. It yeah. does become a deterrent for some people, but for others that are are bent on. Uh, you know, either showing off or doing stupid things or whatever it might be, uh, you're just not going to be able to uh, to to stop it, that. Speed bumps every Jeez. twenty feet. I don't know. Do yeah, I don't know. Like what? What do you get set up? A, I mean, we've got all the already the different uh, districts of the city for the police. Do we need one that's just O Street on on we on well, they uh, have, after eight o'clock? Well, they had their their point. extra enforcement on O Street that yeah. night. So yeah. those those are the types of things. I mean, you can you can look at changing light patterns. You know, stop. You know, what what if you put flashing reds in all direction all along O Street? Oh man! I mean, you talk about uh, going hey. to the extreme, but th- there are yeah. things you can do. Wait, that's that's not the extreme. That that's part way to the extreme. You know what the extreme is? Starts with an R. Okay. <laughs> and then, then red, pe- red lights. Uh, no, yeah. it's a different R word. Does Real, it end with S? Really, red light. And, uh, Plural. Rhymes <laughs> with schmound account. Count. Are you? How did you mess that up? I don't know. So, idiot. Uh, all right, that's Mar- what we need a 44th and O's around about right there. Whew. Well, it'd be better than this. Wait forever. Red led, uh, that's true. <laughs> left green. That's true. Mark, you'd, you'd I'm telling you what you'd save a whole lot of time waiting there on 44th and O on that O street left turn lane. Well, when you got a three second green arrow to get through there and if you miss oh, it, they extended it. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, uh, Mark. Anything else? Uh, that that was what stood out to me. Uh, anything else you want to hit on a little bit more from uh, the newsroom? Uh, well, uh, property valuations uh, are out. Oh, everybody and, loves this time of year. Yeah, you've got to, till June thirtieth to file a protest. I, I better the, look, county clerk. Uh, you can do it online now, and if you do your protest online, uh, you can also, I believe, submit the documentation that you have and schedule the hearing. Otherwise, you got to wait and. And then they'll call you. And now that I added that deck, I bet I got like a two million dollar house. Oh, at least, at <laughs> least. So that that depends on whether they actually got out and looked at it. But I'm sure they did. Because well, I did were, all my licensing, so they knew about it. Yep, that they, I can tell you. Yep. So you know you'll you'll probably uh, be contributing more to the uh, coffers of Lancaster County. Okay, I see my evaluation. Uh, stayed the same. Stayed the same. Boom! I have not made a better place to live for myself and my family, according to the assessor. I'm going to protest so, that. T- <laughs> he, 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 can let's I, do can a I, reverse protest. Can, can I protest for other evaluations? <laughs> they, they, I'd like to file an appeal. They, Jack's they, house is worth a lot looked, more than that. They probably looked at his lawn last year, and, and based that's what drove the value down. Oh, they looked at that dead spot right off your deck. That was my dog, okay? R.I.P., by the way. He's passed on. Thanks for reminding me. Buford had something... Very, I mean, I know a lot of dogs has this. He had something completely deadly to gla- grass in his urine. Okay. 
So thanks for bringing that up. That's a lot of sore spots <laughs> for me. Okay, we're gonna, spot and Caleb, we're going to put some pavers in there, and that's probably going to that'll probably be a twenty twenty three. Watch out, just pave over. Is, it. is <laughs> no, that'd be the greatest. That'd be the that'd be greatest proper valuation appeal. You know, I got to. You guys are you guys are lowballing this thing. <laughs> yeah. This thing is fantastic. I don't think you People, guys know how much work went into this. I've called witnesses who have come over for parties uh, and just raved about the place. You know, when I get a good playlist going in the backyard, I think you should factor that in. That's a part of it. You know, I'd I'd like to pay my fair share of pop property taxes. You know, I was just thinking, did you just declare a toxic waste dump in your backyard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, listen, you, whatever Buford did to that area of the lawn, some remediation might be warranted. That I'll say. That I'll say. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. My price has gone up. That It, it did stay the same, though. Uh, my price has gone up like $40,000, though, since 2017, which is interesting. So, Nonetheless, no appeal for me. All right. So that, that's, uh, that's you know, there's other stuff going on. No, I know. You had an interesting uh, guest, uh, trio of guests yesterday uh, with the uh, cancer and cars. Yep, uh, we've got, got the event out there on uh, kind of by... Um, uh, by Hobby Lobby. That's going on Friday night. And just cornhole uh, tournament. Just south of the Hobby classic Lobby. cars. Yeah, yeah, and that and uh, benefiting benefiting the Heartland uh, Cancer Foundation, uh, which is a great organization. So if you want something to do on Friday night, uh, check out website for for more on that. And Jim McNeil with the Rebels Auto Club. Yeah, He's just a hoot. He came in the, the newsroom. He's afterwards. got the best radio. I, we need to yeah. use him for some radio voiceover stuff. Yeah. He's got the best voice. We were talking about some of. I, I love the way he was talking about modifying your. Uh, your my, SUV, your my Toyota Highlander. Yeah, you know, cut the roof off, get a vacuum cleaner. I want some hydraulics, so I bounce around like he, he, like Doctor Dre used to in his videos. He can, he can probably set you up. That'd be good. All right, six twenty-five. Oh, speaking of O Street, I hear the car zooming by yep. Yep. <laughs> through Mark's microphone. Go away, <laughs> go away, <laughs> go away. Six twenty-six. Now a minute just passed. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. <laughs> I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. News from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK Today. Hey, uh, keys to the city. Today we haven't mentioned Ooh, keyword, it yet. Keyword. keyword time. The business today that is featured in Keys to the City is Tada Theater, and your keyword is Haymarket. H A Y M A R K E T. If you go to KLIN.com, click on the Keys to the City link, enter in today's keyword, you'll be entered for a gift certificate to today's business and the grand prize gift certificates to all of the businesses over a thousand dollar value uh and one note here on on tata theater on all our other businesses we have invited you to stop by the business get an extra entry that way uh tata not being open <laughs> during the day uh you uh you won't be able to do that there but uh you can get online and do it uh tata has offered professional quality affordable theater to our community for more than 20 years and uh, they're actually opening a uh, rent there on june 9th with performances thursday through sundays until june 26th Ooh. evening a matinee performances available tickets are on sale now so very big show there uh showing rent so there you go 
I just popped it on the screen there, Caleb. Now we can watch the, Ooh, Queen, the, Jubilee. the Queen's Jubilee. Uh, although it doesn't seem... Oh, yeah, it is. There's, it's just a still shot right now. Uh, the Queen just made an appearance. I, I didn't know what this was exactly, but um, 70 years of service to the people of the United Kingdom. That's what the that's what the celebration mm-hmm. is here for the Queen's Jubilee and they basically they basically made it a 4-day weekend in uh in in England for Not this. Bad. So, yeah. Uh 4-day weekend there and uh 70 years on the throne began uh, with trooping the color and annual review of military traditions that has marked the Queen's official birthday since 1760. That's what they just did as they're getting on with this but okay they call it a four-day bank holiday it's a bank holiday that's what they say that's exactly how they say it too. that's how they say it it's a, it will be honoring the queen and uh you know she'll be uh, sauntering down the, the street we'll have some music it'll be nice it'll be very nice formal celebration we've done this since 1760 so You've done four different accents over the course of that little uh, performance. <laughs> well, you're just around the world with a Jack Mitchell sentence. <laughs> She's 96. She is 96. The first, she doesn't look a day over 94. The first ever monarch to reach the milestone of seven decades on the throne. Well, yeah, because most of her predecessors were like at war all the time well, well you know that's 70 also a lot of them yeah didn't live to uh, 96 and didn't take the throne at 25 <laughs> right 70 yeah they gotta think about term limits i feel like that's why it's a very ceremonial position <laughs> uh how many right. prime ministers has she had in that time <sighs> a lot i mean i can i mean i can go through the ones in my life <laughs> right. time but not i mean tony blair john major um um Oh, what's uh, oh, I'm having a brain fart. The the female one. Um, the, the, yeah, there have been a lot. There have been a lot. So how many have there been? Have you have the list there? Yeah, I got it pulled up because she was. Uh, well, that was in the 40s. So she came in with Churchill. Um, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> the first go around with Churchill. OK, because um, Churchill was during World War Two. And then there was Atlee. And then Churchill again. Oh, I remember Atlee's years. Eden, Macmillan, Douglas Holm, Wilson, Heath, Wilson again, Callaghan, Margaret Thatcher. Thatcher, that's what I was trying to think of. Uh, Major, Tony Blair, Brown, oh, Cameron Blair, Bay, yeah. uh, and then Boris Johnson. Well, they've all been our prime ministers over the years. We've, uh... <laughs> you just have that like Wikipedia page where it's the list of prime ministers, and then it's like, oh, yeah, it's been the same queen. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't got to worry about the monarchy. I hope everyone has a jolly old time with the with the platinum diamond golden celebration. By the way, um, the Jeremy says the queen sounds like she wants to keep me away from her lucky charms. According to, I'm not uh, doing. By the way, I'm not doing the queen. I'm just doing someone talking about the platinum jubilee. Well, they don't want to keep you away from the queen's jewels. They want to keep you away from lucky charms. The way you're making it sound. Just to be clear, I'm just, <laughs> I mean, it looks fun. I wish we could have a four-day random four-day weekend for something. I mean, l- listen, nobody's gonna. There, there's no politician that you know we like enough to have a have a party for. You know what? How do we install the monarchy here? Let's make it happen. 
It sounds like they could have a lot of fun. We've gone full circle in the United States. It took from 1776 to 2020. It'd be a nice 4th of July event, wouldn't it? Install a monarchy. (laughs) Jeez. It's terrible. Uh, All right, we better do the sound off, shouldn't we? Uh, I should actually pull up the the clip so we can do it. That'd be a good thing to do. Uh, All right, where are we going to start today since we already covered... Uh, the Queens thing. Uh, big baby formula meeting yesterday at the White House. Um, <laughs> and the conversation seemed to revolve around when the president knew that this was a, like a thing. President Biden huddling virtually with manufacturers of infant formula, a meeting that comes as shelves throughout much of the country remain shockingly bereft of baby food, the origins of which were first noted back in January, but the president admitted he wasn't aware of the problem until months later. I became aware of this problem sometime in after April, in early April, about how intense it was. Ahead of the meeting, the White House announced that another roughly five million bottles of formula would come into the U.S. from the U.K. and Australia, part of the administration's Operation Fly Formula, which was launched last month. I, uh, 100% completely anecdotal, but since I'm not in the market for formula uh, at all at this point in my life, I just happened to be in the aisle where it was at the grocery store yesterday and i was like oh yeah i was just curious and looked pretty fully stocked so hopefully that good. portends good things for people in lincoln who are uh looking for it i'm, I'm not, i haven't been tracking it throughout this entire thing but i did just happen to notice that uh, there didn't appear to be a, a shortage where i was a couple of days ago um so i know we do this every day with the gas prices but like what really is like what really is the forecast here going forward with this thing? I know Biden came out yesterday and was like, you know, there's not really anything we can do uh just to change this thing and bring it back down to three dollars a gallon. If that is indeed the case, where is this thing going here in the coming months? Analysts expect that the price will continue to climb as demand grows during the summer travel season and crude oil prices surpass $115 a barrel amid concerns of global supply constraints caused by a European Union ban on Russian oil. But the Wall Street Journal is reporting that OPEC is considering suspending Russia from its oil production deal, which would clear up. Other oil-producing nations like Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates to pump more crude oil. Some analysts say this would bring U.S. gas prices down, but not for several months from now. Uh, come on, let's get it. Let's get the production up. Mm-hmm. All right, this is interesting. We talked about this several months ago. Um, the man who tried to assassinate. President Ronald Reagan at the time right. was up for parole, okay? Mm-hmm. And there there were some questions about when he was actually going to get out, uh, and that has now, that's now happened. John Hinckley has been granted his release from prison, uh, what, 40 years, 
40 uh-huh. years since uh, since that happened. U.S. District Judge Paul Friedman called the process a long road, but granted the full, unconditional release of John Hinckley Jr. Hinckley was not in the courtroom this morning in Washington, D.C. In September, a federal judge ruled that Hinckley could be released this month if he stayed mentally stable and continued to follow the conditions he had been living under. The New York Times reported last fall that the reason for the delay until now was related to two major events in Hinckley's life. His mother's death last summer and the retirement of his therapist in January of this year. His attorney says he expects Hinckley to remain in Williamsburg, Virginia and continue his therapy. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Yeah, um, so it was it was March 30th, 1981, so more than, than 40 years mm-hmm. since... Um, was trying to impress Jodie Foster as the as the story goes not guilty by reason of insanity but institutional secu- so it wasn't par- I, I said that in, in incorrectly uh that it wasn't actually parole but it was um being because there was there was this in, a whole bunch of public outcry about the verdict at the time and that changed some actually it changed some of the federal laws about not guilty by uh by insanity but um, yeah, nonetheless, he is, uh, he is out. He was confined at St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Washington, D.C. Did you ever hear the clip where Reagan was speaking and a balloon popped in, in the middle of his speech? It pops and he just, in, in the middle of his speech, doesn't break, just goes, missed. <laughs> no. Wow. Wow. Interesting. I'll pull that up for you during the break. That's it's, interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, this is. I mean, I guess this is kind of sports, but it's it's more sort of world news. So I don't. You may not follow um, World Cup qualifying all that closely, or maybe you do. Um, but a result yesterday in World Cup qualifying that got the world's attention because of what is going on in the world. Ukraine after having to postpone their matches to qualify through the World Cup. And I think they're in like a like a play-in bracket, essentially, if I understand it, Caleb. Is that mm-hmm. roughly right? Yeah, so they will play this weekend against Wales. Yeah. Well, hold, they, hold, okay. hold, hold, yeah. Ukraine's World Cup quest continues. Five of them in there. They want this second goal as well. And they've got it. You're up, jump in the header. Scotland in deep trouble. And Ukraine now are really... Dreamland. Call courtesy of ESPN, Roman Yaremchuk's 49th minute goal providing insurance for the Ukrainian men's soccer team as they'd go on to defeat Scotland 3-1. to This marked the first official match for Ukraine since Russia's invasion of the country back in February as their victory Wednesday now sets up a winner-take-all matchup against Wales on Sunday. Winner is headed to the World Cup in Qatar later this year. Two. Napolitano, Fox News. Two, if they win, whoever wins that, guess who they get for the first match? They're in the USA group. Yes, they get the United States in the first match. Match, I believe yep. of the uh, for for the United States yeah, in the it, World Cup. Come on, U.S. There. and Ukraine in the first game in the first match. Come on, oh, can't you match them up with someone else? Right? Can't they play China or something? It's okay. Wales will win on Sunday. Or oh, are they the favorite? Scotland was the favorite too, I guess, but. Well, we've not been playing as well as I would hope. You're going to need to not do that. Oh, my God. That went very poorly. (laughs) By the way, I have that clip pulled up. By its very existence and character, Berlin remains the most compelling argument for an open world. We're reminded of the many traditions of openness and democracy that have marked the history of this city. America missed me. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, he's giving a speech wow. in West Berlin. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is this is concerning. We've probably all, and maybe even more frequently now than we might have three years ago, used services to deliver food. Okay, um, and and used you know one of the the DoorDashes or Uber Eats of the world or whatever. Well, there's a uh, a survey out of delivery drivers where they got unbelievably honest about what they really do when they are delivering your food. Oh, no. You might want to sit down for this one. The survey finds that eight out of ten food delivery workers admit to eating part of their customer's order. The poll, which was commissioned by Circuit Route Planner, asked more than 500 drivers. On top of that, one in 10 food delivery drivers admitted to urinating on their customer's home or nearby. What? The survey asked the delivery workers for reasons why they would do these things. 73% of them saying the biggest reason is because the customers give bad tips. Ted Lindner, Fox News. Second biggest reason is had to go. Obviously. (laughs) Eat their food. I honestly... The 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 guys and gals who are pizza delivery drivers, I it would be hard because every time you know we go and I, we get actual carry out of pizza for the for the family and I go pick it up somewhere, I'm always like, let's see if we crack open these breadsticks here on for the <laughs> one for the road. I don't know that I could get away from that habit. That'd be very difficult. So you would be a bad delivery driver. I don't know that I would probably be uh, probably be good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Should we finish with one last one? Yeah. All right. What? What? Here, I'll give you your choices. What do you want to hear about, Caleb? You get to choose. Uh, Chick Fil A using robots, uh, the Scripps National Spelling Bee, or Jada Smith speaks about the slap. Smith Pinkett Smith, I should say. Uh, give me the spelling bee. All right. For the first time since 2019, this year's Scripps National Spelling Bee was fully in person. 234 spellers descended on National Harbor, Maryland for the preliminaries on Tuesday, and tonight a new winner will be crowned. This year's bee is hosted by actor and literary advocate LeVar Burton, and last year's champ, Zaila Avant-Garde, has returned as an analyst for the broadcast. The winner of the National Spelling Bee receives more than $50,000 in cash and prizes. You can watch the finals tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern on ION. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Ion. Let's go, LeVar Burton. I, I have no idea if I have that. You know it's bad when I have to like Google search, do I have this channel? <laughs> what, is, what is that on? Is that on FUBU or Gugu or uh, YouTube TV? I don't know, but I think it's cool that they brought back the, the last year's winner as an analyst. I, I mean, what? Please, please break down you, where they messed up. You got to have an e in there. There's just, you just can't leave out the e there. That's a that's a rookie mistake, and uh, she's gonna be she's gonna be mad at herself after that one. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Spelling bee coming up tonight if you need some good TV because there isn't any good sports on. All right, six fifty three. That is it for our sound off today. We're going to grab a break. We got forty six degrees, oddly chilly out there, but kind of nice in the same way. And don't forget, fifteen eh, seventeen minutes until that cue to call generation collaboration. Your chance to win either baseball tickets or WWE Monday Night Raw wrestling tickets here in Lincoln, and to represent mm-hmm. and to represent. Your generation, along with the co-host that matches your generation. We're going to have some fun with this. I promised Caleb I wouldn't scream this week. (laughs) I had nothing to scream about last week, so I didn't. Good. 
and maybe we'll have that again. We'll see. 654, take a break on KLIN. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, welcome back. It is LNK Today with Jack and Friends. It's time to talk to Matt Medcharo from uh, the Capital Humane Society. Find out a little bit about the pets that they are going to be uh, featuring here this week. Morning, Matt. How you doing? Good. How about yourself? Uh, good, 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 good. Uh, tell, us, uh, tell us about the pets this week. So first off, we have Sunny, and Sunny is an approximately one-and-a-half-year-old Bichon Poodle Mix, neutered male, and he is white and brown in color, so he's got some brown spots on him, but primarily white. Weighs about 12 pounds, and he came to us because his previous family's landlord would no longer allow them to have a dog, unfortunately. But he's a very friendly guy. He's easy to handle. Appears to like playing with other dogs, although he might be a little shy with the uh, higher energy and bigger dogs that are much uh, larger than him. But with proper introductions, he would probably do well in a home with other dogs. So he will be available later today. And then we got Rooster. So Rooster is not a rooster. He is a cat, and he's approximately two to three years old, and he's a domestic medium hair, so he's got slightly longer hair. But he's a gray tabby, neutered male, just shy of 10 pounds, and he came in as a lost cat, and unfortunately nobody claimed him. But he's definitely a chill cat. He's definitely going to be a cat that's going to find a spot on your couch and make it his and uh, get plenty of uh, sunbathing time in during the summer sun. But He's also living in one of our colony rooms over at the Adoption Center right now. So he's got some other feline roommates, and he's doing well with them. So, again, with proper introductions, if you have some other cats already, he might do well with them in a new home. All right, very good. Tell me about the process to make an adoption. So Pylock Pet Adoption Center, 70th and Highway 2. Today and tomorrow we're open 1130 to 7, and Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 5. So just come on out and take a walk through. All right, very good. Thanks so much, Matt. We appreciate it. Let's get those pets adopted. Talk to you next week, all right? Have a good one. There you go. It's Matt from the Capital Humane Society. Queen just made her appearance. Uh, looks looks like uh, William is there. Charles is there. Kate's there. I don't she looks like she's got those glasses that when you go outside they tint and when you go inside they <laughs> transitions lenses. Yeah. Those ones. Those are cool. Transition. My dad has those. <laughs> <laughs> Not that my dad is the same age as the queen. <laughs> come on, Harry and Megan, you couldn't even come back for this. No, they're part of those millions oh. of people walking the street. It look the, if you don't like lines or crowds, don't, you know fly out to london right now and hang out in the streets because you might also be a little late if you fly out now it is ridiculous there are tons of tons of people there uh all right coming up during the seven o'clock hour generation collaboration we are in season two caleb and the millennials basically one millennial uh are four and oh uh the gen x's and me are five and three boomers and mark Scratched the board last week. One and six. Gen Z still hasn't competed. Although I, I think we have a, a a Gen Z helper on call if we need them down the road. We, so if we, we have get a couple the, in the building, got, if we can wake we? them okay. up in time, that's fine. We we have a couple of options, but nonetheless, focus is obviously on if we can get Caleb that first loss, which would be incredible. Okay. Plus, right. you can win wrestling tickets, baseball tickets, and pride. Seven o'clock, KLIN. From the moment on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. You know, we put up these nice prizes, but I get the get the sense that 
generational pride is now motivating a lot of our callers. It really is. We, it, it, it really is. We had uh, we had people decline the prizes last week, and well, you can play for whatever you want. You can. Just go the pride route. You can take the salt dogs tickets. You can take the the wrestling tickets. Whatever, whatever you want. Well, the but, salt dogs tickets could get you into June eleventh, which is KLIN yeah, night. That's when true. We're, we're going to be so. there. You can see Caleb throw the first pitch in person. So, Chris was caller four. Chris Nolatha, and uh, I know that Chris is uh, going to be my teammate. Can we do it today, Chris? We've had our issues. We've had our issues, but. You know, we pulled through a couple times. Yeah, that's, so let's get that's it done. true. All right, let's get it done. Uh, all right, uh, Mark, I believe you have my questions I for do. Chris. So Gen I X, do. Team Gen X is taking it over here. Let's go. Number one, who sang the theme to Ghostbusters? Uh, Ray Parker Jr. Ray Parker Jr. Yeah, boom, we both had that. Number two, once the longest-running television show in history, what program portrays reenactments of dangerous criminals and implores viewers to call a hotline that's, with tips? That's uh, is that is that Chris Unsolved uh, Mysteries? No, I, yeah, there you go, Unsolved Mysteries. That's uh, what that John. Yep, yep, yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. No, what? That's cops, right? No. no, Cops is live. It's not a reenactment. The one that you're talking about, it's not Unsolved Mysteries. It's called America's Most America- Oh, no! Oh, Chris! Oh, Chris. Uh, what are you nah. doing? What is that song you're singing, Caleb? Well, you, you don't have to write it on the board while we're doing the show. We need you on the show here. <laughs> what, what's going on? Who's next? He's right. And then, he, of course, of course, asterisk James. And Caleb, the millennials. All right, James, not sick of winning yet? I just really want those baseball tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to a KLIN night and watch Caleb throw out that first pitch. Well, See, there you go. All right. Okay. <clears throat> what pocket-sized device taught users the responsibility of caring for a digital pet? That's your uh, uh, Tamagotchi. 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 Oh, my gosh. Yes, that's right. My sister Jeez. had one. What, oh, brother. What Canadian-born singer debuted with the album Jagged Little Pill? <laughs> um, Alanis Morissette. Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> what sport is Carmelo Anthony known for? <laughs> Might be basketball. He does play basketball. Yeah. He does. <laughs> Leah, Th- ooh, maybe we'll get you on this one. Leah Thompson stars as Manhattan-based cartoonist Caroline Duffy in this series, which ran from 1995 through 1999. Ooh, I don't know if I would have gotten this. Wait, what's the name of the actor? Leah Thompson. Wasn't she the one in Back to the Future? I believe. I don't remember that. James, was that was that Caroline in the City? I, I have no idea. I would go with Caroline in the City. Yeah, it's Caroline in the City. <laughs> yes. Which actor stars as father Wayne Selinsky in 1989's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Uh, Rick Moranis. Yes. All right. What do you want? What do you want, James? X or Boomer? Why did you take your glasses off? Because I can't. Because I'm I'm losing my close eyesight. Okay. It was hard to read. I thought you were just very frustrated. We, with the I card. get it. You're okay. younger than me. Give me a generation. What do you want? Uh, James, Let's should... try a boomer question. Oh, okay. a boomer. All right. Science. Oh, brother. 
What orange flavored mixed drink was used by NASA astronauts during <laughs> early manned space flights? Dang. There you go. And baby question trophy. Boy, those you guys were, get another Those one. were really. Caroline, I'll give Caleb. Okay. He's got his victory songs back, too. All right, James. You got the uh, you got the baseball tickets, and you can go uh, come see us and see Caleb probably throw a terrible first pitch. Oh, that's mean. I feel being right now. Congrats, James. All right, thank you. You're the greatest. You're my favorite. It doesn't sound too enthusiastic well, this morning. It's just become routine. You just, I mean, you answer baby questions, and yeah, that's true. We've got the baby boomers, and we got the baby questions. Uh, all right. So we uh, all the prizes are still available. You still get baseball tickets. You still get wrestling tickets. Wrestling? Uh, no, it's wrestling. It's wrestling. Uh, <laughs> John is next. John, uh, what generation are you? Baby boomers. All right, everybody gets to play today. Caleb, answer uh, asking Mark and John. Oh well, and Luke and Matthew. Okay, yeah. Um, here is your first question. This group released the album Strange Days in 1967. <sighs> mm. <laughs> the music ones, music ones always trip them up. Um, I don't. Percy Faith Orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Conniff, I No, I have no idea. Strange Days? The album Strange Days in 1967. Oh. That was my genre, too, but I was doing country back then. And I know it's not country. It was definitely not country. <laughs> um, Got an answer? Well, no. the only one I can think of, because we've talked about them before, and I had a joke that I told, uh, was uh, Jim Morrison band, um, The Doors. That's, <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> That's correct. But, really? I mean, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's right. The 1965 Voting Rights Act was signed into law by what president? 65? That was LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson. What social and fashion movement... Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. That's why I'm asking the next right. question. Just, I feel like I want some sort of a result. <laughs> what the result is, I'm asking the next one. You Hush, this isn't your turn. What social and fashion movement saw teens in flared jeans? Hippies. That is correct. And flower power. Dang, stinky hippies. <laughs> this Hollywood legend hosted The Price is Right from 1972 to 2007. Jeez. Oh, Bob Barker. Bob Barker, yeah. And which legendary composer wrote classics such as The Pink Panther Theme, Moon River, and the theme from Peter Gunn? The, who wrote it? Yeah. Yes. Na -na -na -na. I'm thinking of Moon River. Uh, Is that helping? <laughs> didn't he also? Wasn't he also a TV producer? I have no idea. I'm not going to have the answer to that. Oh, I think if it's what I'm thinking of. It's Blake Edwards. I mean, he was also a producer of some TV shows. That's really going back. I, I John, are you going to go with Blake Edwards? <laughs> Uh, no. Yes. Oh, he was wrong. <laughs> Henry Mancini. Oh. Henry Man yeah. All right. All right. You had a run there. You get. You made us. Made us think you had a shot there. All right. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. We probably got time for two or three more games here. Boomers move to one and seven. Gen X at five and four, and 
baby questions at five and O oh right now. I got to look, uh, look this up. James Mancini, yeah. I, I, I didn't know it, but once uh, Blake, I heard it. Yeah, you're right. Blake Edwards directed or was one of the produce, uh, creators of the movie. Okay. All right. Um, all right. We're getting the lines back filled up. We'll see if we can get through. <laughs> Is that a different James, by the way? Please tell me. I think so. I was also writing very quickly, and okay. that might not. Right. It might well, be another Jillico first situation. Is, first, is, <laughs> first is Jim. Uh, morning, Jim. What generation? You and me, Jack. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Mark, feed me. Uh, in what television sitcom does Scott Bio play portray the title character, a caretaker? Charles the- in Charge. For the Powell family, yes, Charles in charge. <laughs> this treatment gives hair a temporary wavy texture. A, a uh, perm, right? Nope. It's got. Uh, it's got to be. It's the treatment gives hair a temporary wavy texture. When you get this right, I'll yeah. tell you what the answer is. When a you get it wrong, temporary wavy. Wow. A temporary a going t- down. A per, not a perm. A uh, curling iron. No, that's that's the it. You're looking for the treatment. Oh, Jim, maybe you can help me here. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Perm sounded good, but that's not really temporary or wavy. Oh, uh, um, a crimp? No. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Pull that one out of your. I, I wouldn't no. call that wavy. It sort of. All right. Whatever. Debuting in nineteen seventy three, Ideal Toys released a popular stunt cycle toy for this stuntman. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be Evil Knievel. Yes. Yeah, I would think so. Yep. Yep. All right. Along with his its iconic video, what group released the hit "Money for Nothing"? Dire Straits. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> and the film Friday the Thirteenth gave us which classic killer? That would be uh, that would be Freddy. That'd be Freddy. Hold on, which one's Jason? Nightmare on Elm. No, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's Jason. Jason. Friday the Thirteenth. What's your answer? Jason. It's Jason. Yes. Jason Voorhees, right? I believe. I don't know about the last. Okay, whatever. Okay. All right. uh, What do you want? Uh, You want uh, for the clincher? You want boomers? You want uh, millennials? You did most of that. I'll let you pick. All right, Uh, millennials. Those are. (laughs) I'll take the baby question. What international research project successfully accomplished its goal of creating a human genetic blueprint? It happened in 2003. Is that the, is it, it wasn't called the Genome Project, I believe? The, I'll give you that one. The mapping hu- mapping the human no, genome? The human genome project. Yeah, the genome project. Yeah! Woo! Jim, you want wrestling tickets or baseball tickets? I'll take the wrestling tickets off yeah, of you. There you go. All right. We're giving Jim some wrestling tickets. All right, that's a W. I, did I scream? I hope I didn't scream. Caleb gets mad at me when I scream. Uh, all right, okay, this is good. We get Mark another shot now. It's that Paul, and he's going to play with the boomers, I know. Good morning, that Paul. I'm doing it. Let's do it now. <laughs> Here, I'm going to... Let's see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, I'm getting the questions because Caleb's on the phone. All right, for this is your question. Popular early 70s rock band was largely the project of singer and songwriter John Fogarty. John Fogarty. Is that CCR, uh, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. What TV mascot was responsible for the tagline, give a hoot, don't pollute? Oh, Woodsy. Woodsy the Owl. I would not have known the name of that owl. Woodsy. According to its theme song, you'll have a yabba dabba do time watching what TV series? (laughs) The Flintstones. All right. In in nineteen seventy one, laws were passed banning advertising on these TV these on TV and radio. Cigarettes. 
Is it cigarettes or is it alcohol? I C- think it's cigarettes. C- too. C- Let's go cigarettes. Yep, there's still alcohol commercials, but not cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, this actor stars as Moses in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> From my cold, dead hand, Charlton Heston. <laughs> All right. You guys uh, want a X or a Y to clinch it? You pick. What do you think? You pick. Uh, Probably an X. Yeah, let's get the uh, X. All right, X. All right. The Challenger disaster was attributed to what faulty part? Ooh. Uh, an O-ring. Jeez. On a frosty morning. O-ring. Everyone's a winner today. Boomer dance, baby. <laughs> All right, that, Paul. You did it. You uh, got win number two for the Boomers. Congratulations. How are you feeling right now? I've never been more proud of myself in my life. And that's kind of sad, isn't it? Really, it really is. Good job, though. Hang tight. We're Thanks, gonna get you Paul. Your prize. He right. still makes the best cookies. We're out of we're out of time. Unfortunately, he does make good cookies. Boomers go to two and six. Gen X at six and four, and baby questions at five and zero. Oh. Hey, I had to jig deep to remember watching Carolina. Carolina in the City, in the city was cousin, a, okay? a non-baby question. Okay. I will give you. But what does Carmelo Anthony play? And by the way, you got a little of that too with the yabba dabba do thing. Seriously? Okay, there are several of yours that are very Stop easy. It, as well. very Did you know that? I'm, like, I'm digging into the Human Genome Project. Are you kidding me? Okay, you were digging into that because of my question. That was a millennial that you had to go answer that for. Oh, I. No. By, by the way, B. Benadaret was the voice of Betty Rubble in the Flintstones. Thank you. Thank you. I was wondering. Just thought you'd like to know. She was also Kate Bradley on the Petticoat Junction. Thanks for that. 725 on KLIS. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Hands. All right. Without any further ado, let's start counting them down, beginning with number five. One of the drivers at Sunday night's crash that killed two women and injured 20 bystanders watching classic cars cruise down O Street tested positive for marijuana use. Lincoln Police reports that the 18-year-old Omaha man who was driving the Ford Taurus that smashed into the Toyota Corolla tested positive for drug use after the crash, but a breathalyzer test for alcohol use was negative. He had not been ticketed as of Tuesday. Of course, that accident killed both women in the Toyota, then sent both cars onto the sidewalk where they struck a crowd of onlookers watching the Memorial Day weekend cruising event. Um, so now we do know a little bit more as to as to what happened, uh, Mark, and as as you mentioned, you've detailed in your newscast and, and there once again, and that intersection there, fifty second and O, it 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 sounds like uh, it was one of those situations where you're waiting to make a left turn, you don't think you see a car coming, but it's a long ways away, you don't think it's going to be going through, um, you you, you either think the timing is going to be fine because they're not going that fast or you think they're getting a yellow or a red light and you've got to get out there because you're in the middle of the intersection and high rate of speed we don't know exactly what that is i know there was some eyewitness testimony that was significantly over the the speed limit but the other thing that's interesting about this I don't know if interesting is the right word but um, since this 18 year old tested positive for marijuana don't be surprised if this gets brought up in the state's ongoing and upcoming discussion about marijuana going forward and by by opponents oh ab- absolutely. i mean this uh, this absolutely will. this story is going it's a it's a tragedy but it is going to be 
it is going to be brought up in in debates in this state and in this city uh, about this. You know, you say for better or for worse, but I I, I can't imagine that's not going to be something that's oh, significantly used. You, now. Know, you know it will. Of course, proponents will say, but we're not talking about recreational use in Nebraska. We're talking about medical right. use, and right. that'll be their and argument. And down the road, you might have a re- discussion about recreational right. use, but, too. But, but yes, the, these types of situations will definitely be uh, factored in right in the in the discourse on it yeah um but you know a little a little bit we know a little bit more now but still something that just didn't need to happen and again not connected i i I think this is important and, and the police reiterated this that they were not connected they were not part of the event right they were not right they were simply driving on o street not necessarily connected to traffic patterns were, were returning to normal was there was yeah it was kind of wrapping up it was it was fairly late at night and uh so yeah and so the questions still still continue though what what do you do what do you do do you do anything and if so what do you do about this and the klim poll has indicated significantly that uh our listeners believe that a bigger police presence is is needed with this situation on own and, and i continue to hear from people and i'm not frankly i'm not usually here late at night on on weekends night weekend nights so i don't personally see it firsthand but i've heard enough from caleb and a lot of other people who are around here that it is a, a significant issue a significant problem Just and becoming a safety issue too. drive o street from 44th to 84th turn around and come back and just look at the uh, tire marks on the street. That I no- that I noticed at that ex- the actual intersection. I mentioned that yesterday. It's not every intersection that I know going into. When I have a green light, I have to still have my head on a swivel looking right and left. And that's something that I do every single morning. Um, that's something that if I'm driving somewhere in the evening, I'm doing that coming up to the 44th and O intersection. I'm doing that at the uh, 48th and O. Because I know there are people that have zero regard driving on O Street. This is a ser- this is not a rhetorical question. This is a serious question, and I don't have the answer to it. But is this not happening on 84th Street, on 27th Street, on Old Cheney, on... Pick your other street, right? And is I, it, I don't that, know because I it, don't live over there. Yeah, you know? not to the. Ex- I don't think it's happening anywhere. It, the extended it's is here. Just on. because that's always been the place, and it, it was the place to go when I was in high school too. Mm-hmm. It was the same. It was the same exact thing. Um, just in terms of that was you know let's cruise O Street, uh, but th- that that's another thing. Is it how unique is it to that street, and how much of it is more of a citywide tr- problem with? with other other streets i think that's a relevant question as well so uh anyway though i i and you know the 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 one thing that and mark you mentioned this i believe only two of the bystanders remain hospitalized now that's Um, that's the last report we have right and neither of them in critical condition here at this point so that's that's good news to add to this stuff all right moving on what else do we have going on Number four. U.S. House preparing gun legislation in response to the shootings in Texas and New York recently. House Judiciary Committee actually holding a hearing today on a bill that would raise the age limit for purchasing a semi-automatic centerfire rifle from 18 to 21. And the bill would make it a federal offense to manufacture or uh, possess large capacity magazines and would create a grant program to buy back such magazines. Now, the Senate unlikely to even take up the bill. 
But yeah. the measure provides Democrat lawmakers a marker to show voters their efforts to uh, do something on Well, yeah, I mean, I, guns. The, the bill, let's talk political reality here. It's not that bill, as it will be written and likely passed in the House, will not have any success uh, in, in the Senate, enough success to be signed into law in the Senate. But I do know there is a bipartisan group of... Um, of lawmakers, they had a they had a Zoom yesterday, and, and this is on the Senate side, and this is on the Senate on the Senate side, and they seem, you know, it's Cornyn from Texas, um, some of the the Republicans, Susan Collins is on it as well. Um, th- they came out of that sounding like there was common ground, but I would guess that is to the extent there's common ground, I'm going to guess that is going to particularly deal with school safety issues, perhaps with mental health issues as well. I, I just, I can't imagine politically anything particularly significant coming out of a bipartisan group of lawmakers when it comes to some of these gun issues that are out there. I, I mean, I think everyone is, is completely dug in. You know, the clip from uh, Governor Ricketts that you played a few times today, yep. too. And, I mean, I think that's... Just in terms of the the politics of it, I think that's where it's going to be at. It's it's a stalemate. It's a stalemate on those issues. So whoever's got the numbers is going to be able to to get their way on this thing federally yeah. in in the Senate and the House. So and then it would have to pass uh, you know Supreme Court challenges. You know right. that any of it's going to be challenged. Right now, is it true? I, I, again, not being someone who's particularly into gun, is it true that? Um, the the age for like the oh my gosh I, the, the, for the like a semi-automatic rifle or whatever whatever the right name is it like a long gun like that right. is lower than it is for a handgun. No, that, I th- I think- that's my understanding. Is that the, and somebody tell me if text me in if I'm wrong on that. But that that those are 18, and you know that's why this the person in Uvalde was able to get it at age 18, but. Apparently, handguns are are not able for that. I, I I just don't know what the reasoning or the the background on on that is. I don't have an answer um, on that one. Yeah, I thought it was eighteen on everything. So, um, so there you go. We'll see. Uh, I don't know when that's going to arrive on the House floor, but they they want to probably get that done when lawmakers get back from their break right now, and and there'll be a, a vote on that. It'll go to the Senate, and it will stop there. Uh, all right, moving on. Number two. Queen Elizabeth marks 70 years on the British throne this year, becoming the first monarch in that nation's history to celebrate uh, celebrate a platinum jubilee. Uh, I've been, it's been on here in the newsroom. Yeah, Fox we've, been, News, we've uh, been watching it, yeah, too. Thousands in central uh, London. It's uh, it began around uh, four this morning, our time, the Queen's birthday parade, known as Trooping the Color. Queen gathered uh, with members of the family on the Buckingham Palace balcony for the 70 aircraft, they call it a fly past. A fl- it's a fly past. What we do is we just, bring, we just bring the different types of uh, aircraft that we have in the British uh, Air Force, and we fly them right over the Queen. She gets to wave at them. And she uh, did for like 10 minutes, and then everyone went back inside. The, I mean, we saw it. It was kind of cool. You saw like every type of aircraft that they had available to them. In groups of somewhere between three and five. Yeah. Fly over that thing. And they had, and the queen was out. First of all, queen's, what, 99? 
No, 96. 96. I'm sorry. Philip Philip was 99 when he died. Okay, 96. But, I mean, for goodness sake, can we get her a a chair? Can we get her some kind of a throne to sit in? She's standing up there for like 15 minutes waving at people. I mean, it's her thing. Get her a... If there's one thing a queen should have, it's a nice chair, right? Right. To be able to... I mean, I don't care if William and Kate and, and Charles, they can all stand. That's fine. They're... Their grandkids. By the way, William and Kate's son. Yeah, just, he was a little. Uh, he's a little scared of planes. He was. You could tell closing his ears. I'm just asking you. Is that who you want to be your king down the road? Scared of planes? Think about it. I'm well, not telling you how to run your country. He's a long way from being the king. No. No. By the way, no Megan. No. Uh, no Megan. No Harry. And no Andrew. And no Andrew. And that took Andrew's children out of the mix, too. Grand, yeah. Well, I grand. just met Megan and Harry weren't there today. And neither was Andrew. Oh, Andrew wasn't there? No, he's been, uh, you know. Got some after, other stuff going on. Well, yeah. no, there's deal with the Epstein yeah, I know. deal. And, yeah. No, he wasn't there either. His entire family out. At one point, they had these... Uh, these fighter jets that were, or some kind of uh, jets that were pumping out colored smoke, and it was red, <laughs> red, white, and blue. And we were during the break, and I started chanting USA. <laughs> what a, you want a... I don't know. There, I love. There's, I mean, Caleb knows. I had an ongoing trolling of this Come whole on. ceremony the entire time. The, the queen was still in finishing school when the colonies revolted. Okay, <laughs> she had nothing. Give to do her with, a break. She had very little to do with that whole thing. This is her dad's fault. <laughs> Her older brother. <laughs> yeah, remember, uh, it was her dad that, that married an American. Oh, really? Well, I listen. Right. I, I don't know. Don't ask me monarchy history questions. Uh, oh, the, listen. The only one I know who married American is is Harry. Okay. And I just asked Caleb to look up for me all of the things that would have to happen to get one of their kids on the throne. Get a little American blood, USA, America, number one. Love it or leave it on the British throne. I don't know if it's possible, but I'd like to find out. Not that I'm going to do anything about No, the, the Queen Mother wasn't American. I believe it was her... It was current Queen Elizabeth's her uncle who was supposed to have the throne. That's right, George. And that's why he abdicated. We got to keep We got to keep getting Americans in that family, though. Okay? William and Kate's kids, come on. It's a fun country. Bet you meet some nice single... Ladies and he's men, not, when you're old enough, he's not going to be an American. Yeah, no, the care, the grandkid, the kids, the, the scared cat of the planes guy. Long game. <laughs> That's what I'm playing. So, so, so far, so good. <laughs> Number two. There's so many people there. It looked terrible. It looked. Look at the pictures right now. It looks. I mean, it is just. You can't see anything. Why do they have a like a giant cutout of the queen? It's like what those people bring to high school basketball games. <laughs> All right, sorry. Anyway, number Cheryl Sandberg, two. number two, uh, number two at Facebook uh, owner Meta announced she's resigning. She's uh, served as chief operating officer uh, for fourteen years. She put a message, believe it or not, on her Facebook page said, "It's time for me to write the next chapter of my life." Uh, she's going to stay on the board. I don't know what this means. Oh. Listen, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to take this moment to critique Facebook, not for content, <laughs> but for user-friendliness. Or lack okay. thereof. Cheryl, you didn't get it done, okay? You didn't get it done, so I'm going to say don't let the door, okay? 
Don't let that. And you can take Zuck with you until you can get me a consistent timeline that's chronological, that's easy to have. I'll keep shuffling leaders in and out of there. Okay. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can listen. I'm working the long game with the monarchy. I'm obviously doing some things over at Facebook as well to get my chronological timeline there and to get the LNK Today page to not have to go into some sort of dashboard to just Creator. post what chaps yeah. my hide. <sighs> and if I don't know whether you've ever noticed, but when you click on most recent, you can have your phone, your uh, iPad and your screen up at the same time and click most recent. Yeah. And you'll end up with three different things. <laughs> so they don't want you to have the chronological timeline. No. What are they hiding? Number one. A jury uh, in near Washington, D.C. sided with Johnny Depp on the libel claim against his ex-wife, Amber Heard. She got a couple of million, though, from him in her countersuit against uh, him uh, by because his lawyer defamed her. So... Ten million for Johnny, two million for Amber, and they said, you know, adios. That I think that's the first we've talked of this on the show. It is, but, and it is, and, and I think that's by design a little bit. Uh, <laughs> well, a lot bit from in terms of my part of it. But I'll tell you what: when we've had our eyes on the TV monitors during the show, constant, constant. There, there was a lot of coverage. Finding, I was finding a hard time getting particularly. I had to keep explaining to you what was even happening. That's <laughs> not true. But then I was asking you questions because I was paying attention to it. I was like, what does this mean when they object on foundation? Oh, yeah. I, I did I did know what that was. I, all, all I know is when this trial started, I was in third grade. <laughs> it was only six it was, weeks. The queen had her 10-year celebration <laughs> at that point. It didn't seem like that. It seemed like a long Long time. Oh, by the way, Depp wasn't even there. He's in uh, Europe. No, he was in. A, he's in a, like a band. He was doing a concert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in Europe to find out he got the got the big payday on this whole thing. He wanted fifty million. Well, Just, it, it it cost him a couple of rolls because when this when this first came out, the, that op ed um, from Amber Heard. Johnny Depp was part of the, that was part of the damages that he assessed. that was part yeah. of the damages and he was in the uh, the Harry Potter franchise that they have going now um, and he was playing Grindelwald and which is a big title character for basically the series that leads up to Harry Potter what we saw before in the early 2000s and he lost that role they took him off I was gonna say I'm trying to remember what the last big thing he had done was exactly I Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him. That's the, that? that's the name of this, yeah. But he, they took the role away from him. Wasn't he on Twenty One Jump Street? I think he was on Twenty One Jump. That's the last thing I remember him doing. Sir, that's Jonah Hill. <laughs> no, <laughs> twenty. That's the movie. That's the remake of the TV show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Easy, easy to get those two confused. Clarification though. on the uh, handguns: it is eighteen, but you do have to get a permit for a handgun. But you don't for the. I, I just knew there was some some, some sort of different. Yep. situation and I didn't know what the what the, the age the age to buy a gun is is 18 now but for a handgun you have to also get a permit and it's a uh, 21 for a handgun in Lancaster County okay there you go all right you don't sound convinced mark well I've got you know according to Google 906 thousand results in the first page <laughs> I didn't see anything so on all right 21. All right, 756. We're going to take a break. Selling K today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Friends.
You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Keys to the City brought to you by Lincoln Mattress and Furniture. Today's featured business, Tata Theater. The keyword, Haymarket, H-A-Y-M-A-R-K-E-T. What's that mean to you? Go to KLIN.com, enter in that keyword. You'll be entered in drawing for a $50 gift certificate to Tata Theater and the grand prize gift certificates of all of our featured businesses, which you can check out on the website, KLIN.com. By the way, one note on Tata Theater, not open during the day necessarily, so you can't go in person for the extra uh, entry with them, but you can to any of the other business locations that are listed on the website. Uh, all right. By the way, reminder, tomorrow, request line Friday. General, whatever you want, get those requests in now if you want to make sure you get your song played. It is 8 o'clock on KLIM Lincoln. All right, eight twelve. welcome in on a Thursday morning to LNK Today with Jack and Friends, June 2nd, 2022, 52 degrees in the capital city on Thursday mornings. We talked to Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers, the Grow Lincoln team about new buildings going up, new businesses opening, the questions that you've got for them. You can always send them in to them at their social media, Facebook and Twitter. Just search Grow Lincoln at Grow Lincoln on Twitter. Search Grow Lincoln on Facebook and you're wondering about that. Well, then you uh, then you might be able to get an answer from them. Good morning, Robin. How are you doing today? Good morning. How are you? Uh, David, how are you today? Not too bad. How are you guys? David, I don't think I've ever called you David before. Th- that's all right. That's what I've been called it a lot. Email. David. That's uh, correct. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump into the news. Robin, we are going to start with you. Apparently some news from uh, one of your Facebook fans uh, about a closing here. What can you tell us? Yes, Amy Fisher had an animal news alert. We've got a couple of these this morning. Um, She said that there is a pet care center at 14th and Adams that is closed. It was at one time a former nursing home. Some people might remember that it, well, that was one of the one of the most unique transformations of a yes. building that we have seen in Lincoln, from nursing home to pet care. Um, they could not find a vet in this area and had been without vet service for two weeks and finally had to. Oh my goodness! Close I mean, imagine that if you were a patient and ter- they couldn't find a, as in they couldn't find a doctor. Staff, yeah, right. My goodness, right, yeah. Oh, okay, uh, all right. By the way, speaking of uh, weird transitions, I've seen uh, the old buffet, uh, Valentino's buffet, Seventieth and Van Dorn, yeah. transitioning to a medical building. Right? Yes, a doctor's uh, office, I believe. Yep. Oh, come on. Okay, sorry. I just had to have a moment there. Uh, More (laughs) animal news. Uh, 84th in Glen Oaks, East Lincoln. What do we got? Yeah, this is uh, for people who don't know where this is located. This is near the Rockin' Joe's Coffee and Vic's Pizza. And Hampton is uh, construction is announcing Long Dog Fat Cat, which is going in there. And according to their Instagram from uh, Omaha, they are Omaha's best priced natural pet food and grooming shop since 2009. Okay. I thought it was natural grooming. I thought (laughs) when I first read it, Long Dog Fat Cat. I mean, that just sounds like a bar. Yeah, it does. I just was sure it was a bar until I yeah looked it up. 
All right. So, yeah, that's that. that is that a separate building from that uh, strip mall sort of thing there where the those businesses are? Do you guys know that? I mean, there's land out there, but uh, I'm not sure. I don't know, because I'm trying to think. they got quite a thing going. I mean, there's just a lot happening out there. There They've is. They've got a big new yeah, office yeah. building that they have been building kind of in between Rock and Joe's. And you know how the bike trail is back mm-hmm. down this. So this building, like, sits as you go down that hill. A yeah. huge there's a, I believe building. I want to say there's a daycare over there, too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Daycare, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and Honest Abe's is there too. Honest mm-hmm. Abe's and the, right, right, and the pizza place as well. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a busy area. Um, all I've right, been to Honest Abe's for a while. You just made me think of that. <laughs> time for it's now. I guess you got lunch plans today. Time now. for I'm a burger. Have to think about that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, Robin. Uh, talking about the airport area. What can you tell us? Twenty three oh one Northwest Twelfth. Uh, this is near Casey's Gas. Do you know where that is? It's like if you're headed towards the airport, and it's kind of to your left on the south side of Cornusker Highway, and you're going around that curve and heading north to get into where the motels. So and by the, the Doctor John's. Uh, before you get <laughs> okay, to that, that I know where that is. Yeah, I just well, isn't that inter- sticks isn't out. that it interesting? Just sticks out. That's all I'm right. saying. I've driven yeah. by it many times. <laughs> It does kind of stick out. I'll agree with you yeah. on that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's out there. It's a pride point, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's going on here? Diamond Palace Wedding Hall. So they're and they're pulling a building permit to do some remodeling. That always has been kind of a place you can go up there for wedding receptions. The a lot of those motels have always offered. I, listen, it's becoming a full service district for right. for the. I mean, you hit the wedding hall, you hit the Doctor John's, you, you hit the Super Eight, or <laughs> it's it's all there for you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the romance district and there's a wait we need oh, we, there we go we need yes the airport it's always thought of as so industrial right and all of those things i and can see you making a push with the city to call it the romance and didn't district. they used to make uh viagra out at that pfizer anyway <laughs> now that i don't know <laughs> think what you could do with the medians along there the, very the, different public the art love. i, I love yes very uh, i like it there's probably some scenic overlook over there somewhere is there some tiff money that we could give this a district name? listen I, i'm sorry that i'm always thinking about uh there is a, a, a tra- I think there is a TIFF district right through that. Yeah, I think they could do some things. Welcome to the love zone, Lincoln, (laughs) Nebraska. Right? Airport, you get right out to the honeymoon, too? My goodness. Well, and the airport is trying to do more entertainment these days. They could get... Elvis, so you could have your picture taken with you that's know, true. a love chapel. Nope, you, you can't you get can't, any Elvises now. That's funny you bring that up. This week there was a story they are cracking down in Las Vegas on Elvis's doing weddings because Elvis Presley's estate saying they're using his NIL right. without without permission. Oh boy, they're getting So tough. that's out. There's an that's Elvis out. movie coming out. Did you know? Yes, that? I did. I yes. saw the, I saw the it looks interesting. I saw the It does look I good. saw the preview. So very well, nice. Boy, did we divert. Well, Diamond Palace Wedding Hall. Diamond Palace like, Wedding Hall. That sounds awesome. Hey, and they remember last week we announced Abuladaro's Mexican restaurant is opening up right in that yeah. same area there. So you can get some right. Mexican food I on. I don't know how that fits into my theme, but maybe, we can may, work on they it. They could cater. 
I love burritos. They could cater these weddings. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We've got it all. We have it all figured out. Listen, if I get married again, I'm definitely having burritos. Um, (laughs) And I'm doing it out there. Uh, All right. Speaking of the airport. Right. I was going to say, this is a little bit of a segue. airport. And then if you want to have your honeymoon in in Galveston. Galveston. Galveston, Robin Eshelman's favorite city in America. Right. They have flights out there now. <laughs> you can you can fly United to Houston direct from the Lincoln Airport. You know, we had no idea you guys were going to Galveston, and we booked a trip like what was it three weeks yeah, after after, we after you did? Yeah, trendsetters. People say that. You know, instead of having a cru- power couple, you know how you know how ten eleven has those cruises. Maybe Broadcast House could have a Galveston Galavan. I'm, da- I'm down. We let's work with the airport. Let's work with yeah caleb and i can do the show from the beach we every can morning fly out to houston drive to galveston which is only 40 miles yeah, yeah. dave and jackie you could do galveston grub and take people around to the restaurants on galveston grub i know the places hey. to go <laughs> i know the places to go so far i'm in let's, right. let's get the airport on board with it well this but I'm, i listen in all seriousness though i'm glad to Glad to hear that yeah. the airport is adding flights We're instead of taking them. away yeah. flights here at this port and at point. And I hope it is one that can stick around. I think it's. I've said this a hundred times on the show. I I think it is. It's a good thing for the city when there's robust air service. There are options that go along with it. Um, yeah, and and the hope is. I mean, the hope is pretty simple. The hope is that the prices are good enough that you actually have people using them. Yeah, right. That people will will do it, and they have been working on it for a long time. Rachel, she comes. Rachel, Rachel from Bar- the, from yeah. the Rachel airport yeah. comes on our show, and she kept saying, "You guys, I'm going to have an announcement. I just know. Oh, I just got. Oh, we're having a problem. I just know I'm going to have it. You know. So I'm so happy for her that finally they have something to announce. Again, but, and, and you know, we were joking a little bit, but like that's one of the that's a good option you know in the in the winter to get somewhere warm really yeah. i right. mean that's very that's you could get a reasonable flight that's very doable then well plus um, it's a good option to get other flights out of there out of houston going yeah. to because houston everywhere. goes right. everywhere right everywhere yeah mm-hmm. um so what so chicago denver and houston is what the service is They're no longer the minneapolis delta flight right that so sounds... i think that's what it is uh all right closing oh closing at meadow lane uh robin tell us about this um franklin's treasure and treats plans to close probably sometime around the end of june they're not giving a specific date they've been basically marking things down clearing out inventory they're down to 50 percent off now um they said that they did not want to commit for another five years plus they were experiencing price increases with their right. products um and it just got got tiring i think for them is that so. the old ben franklin that, that yeah. was over there mm-hmm. it was kind of a revamped it sort of had the same version feel of, of it. that yeah okay yeah. i remember going to that ben franklin uh all the all the little stuff that they had there and then you've got uh what another uh another bit of news yeah. here with that as well this is this is the fun center that it technically is at uh 1555 yolande i think most people would think of it as 15th and cornhusker 
uh, and it's the uh, oh Champions, Champions Fun Center. Yeah, the, I drove by this uh, like a day or two ago, and was just talking about with my son at this. The, the mini golf course is still out there. Some of the old fixtures are still out there. Doesn't that have like a dinosaur out in front or something? Is that? Uh, I didn't see that anymore. I didn't oh, notice that's, it. That, I think that's is that the, a different one. That's a different one. I no, think. Oh, we're talking. We're talking okay. about Champions. Yeah, yeah, the go kart track and right. Yeah. Anyhow, yes. they're they're turning that into a youth child care uh center so is that like Ooh, I wonder, big like daycare child care or is yeah, it i just still- saw the building permit and it wasn't for much money but i just thought well that's that's a transition left which, the go-kart track in should have left think, the mini golf all of it best youth child care center ever for the youth th- and think you know that was a good sized facility Bowl- they have bowling alley in there uh, yeah, I remember that. There's a bowling yeah. alley in there too. I remember taking. Leave my it kids all there. up. Leave it all up. Kids there. They had everything. Best, yeah. best and, daycare ever. And importantly, they had a whole kitchen area in there too. Yeah, because they had Da Vinci's uh, you know, food there so. as well. All right. There you go. Uh, all right, what do we have uh, going on on Grow Lincoln this week, Robin? On Saturday at noon, Dr. Bob Rahner will be in to update us on LPS construction around town. I drove out and saw Northwest. We were waiting for basketball games to start on West O at, at uh, Kinetic, and so we were just driving around out there. And so I saw Northwest High School for the first time, which saw the football. There's another football field in town. Uh, it's getting there. Yeah, they still have some work to do over the next few months, but uh, I need yeah. to get out there. I haven't seen the, wall, I finally, the walls going up. So I have, yeah, yeah I, it's. I mean, it's getting there, but like I said, a lot of work to do in the next yeah. two months. So there you go. Maybe you'll get a better update on that from Doctor. I Honor. get to I get to see Standing Bear quite a bit because yeah, I drove close to close to mm-hmm. Sotelo. All right, there you go. All right, Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers. You can hear their show Saturdays at noon. Follow them on Twitter and Facebook at Grow Link and ask them questions if you got them. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Have a good week. Have a nice week. 24. We'll take a break. Caleb's got sports right after this on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. 838. Welcome back to the show on a Thursday morning and Thursday at... 8.35 8.35 just after means it's time to talk to the voice of the Big Red, host of Sports Nightly, Greg Sharp. Uh, Greg, uh, I know I make this joke every time uh, you come on and a season ends or something like this, but what what is the, this weekend? Garage cleaning, lawn mowing, uh, weeding? What do we have going on here this weekend for you? This is going to be a fabulous weekend. I'm headed uh, down into Kansas. My brother has a little lake house. Ooh, a little fun. R&R. Yeah, I might even pop open a lemonade and have a good weekend. <laughs> sounds good. That's that's uh, it's it's crazy. You know, you know when you're you're doing stuff every weekend through through an entire season. People have jobs on weekends, and you know my my son played baseball for years on weekends. When your Saturday, like when your Saturday opens up, it's a it's amazing how uh, how much stuff you can get done and how many things you can do that you didn't have to do in the past. And now you've got a whole summer open wide for you with that so that's got to be nice the birds are chirping louder you know the sky is bluer it's just you know it's just amazing when you have a freeing weekend like this there you go see we can put a positive spin on uh on on everything here <laughs> uh but but that said um it, you know the focus is is turning to football now 
And uh, but w- these events that are coming up, Kayla's been reporting on these uh, that that are coming up here over the course of the next month. These these recruiting um, basically open to the public things at Memorial Stadium, Friday Night Lights type things uh, for for uh, people who don't know. Is this is this a common thing across the country at big schools everywhere where they do something that's kind of a, a spectacle like this? Or is this unique to Nebraska? There's a handful that do, but not very many. So Nebraska is in pretty elite company that swings the doors open for these Friday night camps and seven on seven camps and offensive line camps and, and you know, yeah, a thousand, fifteen hundred people show up and you know, if you got a nice night, go out there, watch some kids trying to showcase themselves in front of the Husker coaching staff. I mean, all the Husker coaches will be there and present and down on the field running some drills and so it's kinda of fun to watch them put these guys through some drills. But yeah, there's a handful of schools that do it. Nebraska is not all by themselves, but there's not. There's a lot more that don't than mm-hmm. do. And so they, I think it's a nice advantage for Nebraska to throw these gates open and do this. Yeah, I was going. I assume it's something that's kind of a that's a draw. I'm sure the kids kids like that. You you like being in the stadium. You like having people there. You like having it happen. You know, at night. I don't know if it's under the lights, but but at night. And uh, I'd imagine it's just some kind of a cool event to see as a recruit. Oh, everybody performs better when you have some fans watching you, right? Sure. I mean, it's just, you know, you, yeah, you want to make a good impression on the coaches, but then if you can get a new and all because you make a one-handed catch or if you, you know, you make a pretty throw, I think that, I think that even gets guys' blood pressure pumped up even more. Yeah, and it'll be, it, it's going to be interesting this year without going way too far down the recruiting rabbit hole, but it's interesting because you got, you know, a lot of in-state players here that are yeah. are coveted by by not only Nebraska but by other schools, and of course you've you've seen that, and, and we know we you, Nebraska hasn't gotten a, a few of those in, uh, especially out of the Omaha area over the last few years, and so I think this will be really interesting this year to kind of see how Nebraska compete f- can compete for in-state players right now. It seems like something that's a non-negotiable here, um, but we'll see how that goes. We had Vince Ginta on Sports Hotline last night, so here on 1400, and he's the new director of recruiting for Nebraska. We talked about these camps, and he said, also keep in mind that while the camps are going on, we have official visitors who aren't participating in the camp, okay. but they might be up having dinner where the KLIN sponsor luncheon was a few weeks ago. Yep. So they may be up there being wined and dined and watching Dan and watching the Husker coaches coach. And he said it's it's their eyes bug out when they see a thousand fans sitting in the stands watching these things. That they that he said it it makes a huge impact. So you have the camps going on where guys are trying to showcase themselves and official visits taking place at the same time mm-hmm. yeah it, it uh, absolutely and hopefully hopefully a good haul for nebraska over the course of the next few weeks and months hey you uh you nailed it last week said that the uh the schedule would be coming out later that day on this show and uh, a few hours later sure enough we've got a schedule and i was excited now i know a lot of my media brethren caleb included aren't all that excited about it but i'll tell you what i was happy to see a relative lack of 11 o'clock games wait a minute why am i not excited about it not a not you don't like you like the uh you don't like the 230 games and the later games right no the later games are fine okay. it's those mid-afternoons, the mid-afternoons that are just we only have brutal. one of right yeah only one of. Uh, okay, so I so, like this schedule. sorry i accept caleb loves the schedule he loves every part of it <laughs> uh but greg we, uh, some under the lights action at memorial <laughs> stadium which is that wow Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got a got a little ambulance driving right by me here as I'm sitting in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll be. It, it, you know, we saw it last year, man. That atmosphere for those night games. There just hadn't been a lot of them, and and now you've got a few of them on the schedule. I'm just curious about your reaction to seeing some of those game times with the schedule. 
Yeah, you know, Georgia Southern at night maybe doesn't do a ton for people. But, you know, Indiana's going to be at night. That'll be fine. Hey, I understand people want the Oklahoma games, those type at night. I I get that. But from a TV exposure, those big noon kickoffs on Fox, which are 11 o'clock Central Time, they do really, really well. Mm -hmm. And they're one of the more highly sought after and watched games of the day. And so for Fox, that's the prime window. And so I I don't mind the 11 a.m. kicks because – Go watch the Huskers, yeah. get it done, win the game, go home, celebrate, watch the night games, kick back, relax, have a little bit of your Saturday left. So I, I think it's a good mix. Um, I agree. I, I agree. I disagree. Caleb, I, I kind of like the 2.30 in the middle of the afternoon game. <laughs> you get a nice leisurely morning, get up, get the pregame shows cranking, and then head off and maybe have lunch, tailgate around the stadium watch the game, and then you still have all night to, to do that. those activities. I'm sure it's great for fans. I use a lot of what my day looks like <laughs> to base how I like the kickoff time. That's true. That You're, you're applying it to your other, all of your situations yes. in, in, in life. No, I, 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 I'm, I do, I do, I just, when it gets to be the same thing every, every single week, that's, you know, especially when it's those 11 a.m. ones all the time, that's, uh, yeah. that's a little old. One last thing on this point. The one kickoff that kind of made me roll my eyes a little bit was the Iowa 3 o'clock on Black Friday. That's as, but, is that as late as that's ever been? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's usually been around the noon hour or mm-hmm. 2 o'clock at the latest. But I'm told that that's wor- the World Cup week, and the USA is playing England earlier that day. <laughs> and so Fox has kind of told all of their subsidiaries, Keep it clean. We want as many eyeballs on USA, England, and the World Cup as possible. <laughs> wow! Who would have ever thought the World Cup is in, in the World Cup, which normally isn't happening that time of year, but is for this year, uh, impacting the scheduling of a Nebraska Iowa football game? That's, <laughs> That's a, awesome. That is. I wondered if that was like they'll have to turn the lights on by the end of that thing, won't they? That time okay. of year. Jack, I bet the lights are on when the game kicks yeah. because, you know, that far east in the central time zone, it gets dark by about four o'clock. Yeah. You're 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 getting pretty close to the the winter solstice there. So I'm gonna uh, watch so much football and football that oh, day. Man. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun day for people who are fans of both. We get a US, if we could get a US and Nebraska win there on that same day. US over England, Nebraska over Iowa. I mean, my goodness, it's it's like the perfect sport. That's day everything you could dream of. It really is. It it really is. Hey, hey, Greg, I don't know how close you've been following some of the the negotiations for the TV rights for the Big Ten, um, but I know because the SEC is moving for CBS. It's crazy reading about some of these numbers about all of the suitors that are there for the Big Ten and the ways that they might divide that up. How much do you think that that is going to have an, an impact on, you know, on the on the regular fan when games are scheduled, where you can watch them, what happens with all that money that comes from this? Gigantic. We're talking a billion dollars I mean, yeah. a year. I mean, it's unbelievable the numbers they're talking about it. But, yeah, it's divided up. Yeah, I think they divide it 15 ways. Each school gets a share, and the conference office gets a share of the TV deal every year. Fox is in, which mm-hmm. means BTN, that they own a good chunk of BTN. So BTN and Fox are back. They're trying to figure out what to do on the other half of it. And you mentioned SC- the CBS is available because the SEC is departing CBS with that, what I like, sorry, get them, the 230 kickoff on, the, <laughs> on CBS with those really prime SEC games. So I love this. You can have your best Big Ten game of the day at, at 11 on Fox, and then you could follow up with maybe your second best game on Nationwide CBS at 2.30. And, hey, let's just 
Let's just go for the trifecta. Let's go get NBC, who wants some college football, and let's get the primetime game on NBC, and that could be your number three game, or some weeks maybe you flip it, and that's your number one game. So I, I think if all they that's got, on the table. If they got that, Greg, I, and I read that, I read a report about that too this week. Like that's, in, I mean, to be on networks like that across the board is like nothing we've ever seen from a conference. I know the SEC, right? They had CBS and ESPN, but if you got that with three over-the-air networks back to back with a triple header, that'd be pretty oh. unprecedented for a conference. It, it sure would. And, and also, they're looking at a streaming service, you know, and uh, uh, an Amazon or one of those that, that maybe can they can pop some games on a streaming service. I don't know how that will go over. I think with the younger generation, it's fine. I think the older eyeballs maybe are like, oh, wait a minute, now i got to go buy a, a, a package from right. Paramount or something Amazon, to watch yeah. a game. Well, they're putting NFL on Amazon. Do you see this? Or NFL, what, Thursday night games are going to be on Amazon? And they're, they're putting Herb Street and Al Michaels together. What about that? As as somebody who's familiar with the booth, how, how do you th- what do you think of that pairing together? It's it's pretty odd, and we to see how they mix together. You remember Herb Street when he first broke into ESPN was working with Brent Musburger, so he's oh. gone from Musburger to Fowler, and now he's going to go with Michaels. And their debut game is the Chiefs Chargers. That's oh, wow. their first Thursday night game, mm-hmm. and it, it'll be on Amazon Prime. So I know a lot of Chiefs fans in this area. You're going to figure out a way to find Amazon Prime to watch the Chiefs Chargers on that Thursday night game, second week of the season. Uh, well, frankly, still easier to get to than the uh, the baseball team from Kansas City, to be honest. My goodness. <laughs> Trying to, to, And now they're putting out a thing. I, I don't know if you saw this, Greg, but the, some of these RSNs are, are doing a subscription service. They're going to charge 30 bucks a month for it. Thirty dollars a month, and you can if you don't have on cable. So, like on on Spectrum, I think, or Directv, you can get the. It's called Regional Sports Network, which would be used to be FSN Kansas City. I don't. It's called Bally Sports now. You talk thirty bucks a month. I mean, you could get the entire MLB TV package and watch every other game for less than that. So, uh, this integration with sports into the streaming world is a. I mean, it is going to be very volatile for the next few, uh, really the next few years. I think until we see what it looks like. No doubt, and man, I you could not miss a Royals game right now. Thirty bucks a month is as good as franchise as that is. Yeah, Mike. I've yeah. I'm not. Yeah, you're right. I'm. I'm not looking to spend any. I wouldn't. You need to pay me thirty bucks a month right now. So, uh, <laughs> and and then give me some general managerial duties so I could call some people up from Omaha. But that's another. That's another issue altogether. Hey, um, uh, real quick on on basketball. We we heard what I think a lot of people suspected. Uh, Trey McGowan's is not going to be come back. He be coming back. He's going to uh, look to the pros. So. Uh, so do we have, I mean, do we have, as far as you know, the, the roster is now basically set. We know what we're dealing with here for uh, next basketball season. Well, before the Trey announcement, Nebraska was at 14 on scholarship. Well, you're only allowed 13. So now that puts them right at the 13 number. So I think they're set. I think that's it. That group is due to be back on campus over the weekend. They start workouts on Monday. And so this is where you get some supervised time with the coaching staff. So I know Coach Hoiberg will be back in town next week working with the guys. I think that's it. I think the, the 13 on the roster now is what this team will look like come November when the season tips off. No surprise with Trey. I heard he had a really good workout with the Lakers earlier this week. I don't know if that means that they draft him, but I think that probably means that uh, maybe they offer him a free agent a tryout and contract once the draft is over here in about three or four weeks. So happy for him. I think he did a great job in two years in Nebraska. Just hated that the injury came to him last year. And 
that, that affected the team. I don't think they would have been a tournament team with him, but they would have won a handful more games if Trey could have played last yeah. year the whole season. His defense was a boon, I think. I mean, I think that was something that he really, that they really needed. And, and, uh, but I can, I can see why he's choosing that direction. Now, by the way, if and, you see- and without the knee injury, we wouldn't have gotten Trey scooting out to join the scuffle. <laughs> that was amazing. Was that Indiana? Yeah. <laughs> Driving the scooter out to, to get in the mix. That was, uh, well, that was amazing. He also did it when they had the little dust up at North Carolina State. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. That's yeah, the one yeah, that yeah, I was yeah. It wasn't Indiana. It was North Carolina State. That's, that was, <laughs> the game i knew it was a, a red team we uh, had like five different camera angles on him scooting out oh onto the gosh. court <laughs> what is he gonna do that was hilarious um uh, by the way greg i don't know if you saw, i've seen a few bunch of these mock nba drafts they really are are liking bryce mcgowan's to the warriors how about how about that potentially wow. the uh the defending nba champion at the end of the first round there going to the warriors that would be fun that'd be fun that'd be a cool jersey Absolutely. to have here in town you know, it's going to be so fascinating to see where he goes. Where does he fall? You know, I, I was shocked a year ago when Banton was drafted. I didn't think there's yeah. any way Delano would get picked. He did. And he went to a franchise that really wanted him and valued him. And that's the key. Can you go to somebody that's got really kind of believes in you and is going to give you a shot? And Bryce is so young that they're going to let him take his time to develop and become a really good player. And I think he will. And I think we saw him develop quite a bit just in the one year we had him here in Lincoln. Yeah. Isn't it crazy, Greg? Like, I, I remember when Rich King got drafted um, after playing at Nebraska. He got drafted by the Supersonics. I remember watching that draft, and I was like, oh, my gosh, a Nebraska basketball player being drafted. I didn't know if I'd ever see that. And then, like, 12 years later, Teron Liu gets drafted. Oh, my gosh, this is such a huge deal. They've had, they're going to have three years in a row of this. Of this, and if you ever told me they were going to have three years a row of of draft, if you told me that twenty years ago, I'm like, wow, they're going to be a great team at that point, isn't it? A bizarre overlay how you're producing NBA players at a, at a in a way that you never have before, but the results still don't really show that. I know it kind of frustrates you, right? Because you're mm-hmm. like, okay, if we have that caliber of player, why is that number not resulting into more wins on the court for the team? And man, you're old, Rich King. Man, you're, you're dating yourself there. That's like early nineties. <laughs> oh yeah, that was late. Uh, maybe even late. I started going to games in '86. So '86 was my first year with with uh, Bill Jackman and Richard Van Poolgeest and and those guys. So those were my first years. So I Rich King uh, in 1991 to the Supersonics. Supersonics. There you yep. go. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Jack, people in people our age do remember it, but a lot of the young generation doesn't think Nebraska's ever been any good at all at hoops. Well, that 90s, you oh, had yeah. Eric Strickland, Jerron Boone, you had mm-hmm. King, you had Piotkowski, you had, I mean, there were good players walking around Lincoln, Nebraska on the basketball court. And, uh, you know, we got to get back to where we have more of those kind of guys. I tell my son, I was like, you won't believe this. They were a three seed in the NCAA tournament yeah. one year. And he was like, that's not true. Like, no, it's, <laughs> it's true. You can look it up on the internet. It's very true. Crazy. All right, Greg. Uh, let's see. Uh, Thursday night, what do we got coming up on uh, Sports Nightly tonight? Oh, Sean Mathis is going to make an appearance tonight. The TCU transfer. Yeah. Yeah, people are very excited about him. He put up some nice sack numbers for the Horn Frogs last year. A lot expected out of him on this black shirt defense. So looking forward to getting a chance to talk to him on the program tonight. And Jenna Rogers, who is a terrific high yeah. jumper for the track and field squad, is going to join us as well. She's one of 11 Huskers that have qualified for the NCAA meet, which is next week out in Oregon. All right. The sports season's still not technically fully over. Still got track. No, going track on. just goes forever. Yeah, it seems like it. It does. <laughs> it does. It does seem like it. All right. Very good, Greg. Hey, I appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again soon, all right? 
Bye, guys. All right, there you go. Boys, the big red. Uh, Greg is sharp at 855. You'll snap LNK today with Jack and Friends on Lincoln's News and Talk, 1499.3 KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. I'm, I might have to go with some Steely Dan tomorrow, just hearing that little bit there. That got, kind of got me... Ooh. Mm. Request Line Friday is tomorrow. You like that right there? Mm. So sweet. Yeah, so uh, whatever you want to hear tomorrow to get you ready for the weekend, request them on the Ringstein Recognition text line 402-479-1400. The only music request show in America that I'm aware of anymore. <laughs> I don't, yeah. That I'm aware That I'm aware of. Yeah. It's the only... Only it's a it's at the same time a dinosaur and a robot. It is both the past and the future brought to one with request line Friday. Oh my god, and a T Rex mech. Yes. Now we're gonna get real nerdy. So with te- text those in. <laughs> I'll a, a, a couple of reminders for request line Friday. Number one, the earlier you text, the better for you. I mean, I don't care. You can text whenever you want. If you want to get your uh, song played more than two seconds during the Blitz, <laughs> earlier the better. You want us, Caleb and me to jam out to it a little bit earlier the better. Number two, I guess do what you want, but please don't Facebook message us. Yeah, it's hard to get to us. I'd rather you send me a letter than Facebook message me. Okay, text. Text is the way to go. Email might be a, if you need a second one, jackham at klin.com, but. As long as there's no bad language, we'll play it tomorrow. It's what it is. Unless Mark gets out of hand with novelty songs. Do we need to cleanse the palate with one more novelty song before the summer's over, too? Let me find a Friday to be gone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> see you tomorrow. It's 9 o'clock. KLIN Lincoln.